Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This week on Hometown Ghost Stories, we visit North Adams, Massachusetts to investigate the Houghton Mansion. We dive into the history of the city and the tragic history of the house and what still could be lurking within these walls. This episode includes footage from a live investigation that the Hometown Ghost Stories crew captured in person. This is episode number three, The Houghton Mansion, North Adams, Massachusetts. North Adams, Massachusetts. The town was first settled in 1745 during King George's War. It was the site of Fort Massachusetts where Canadian and Native Americans joined forces and laid siege to the fort. 30 prisoners were taken to Quebec where half of them died in captivity. The town separated from Adams in 1878 and reincorporated as a city in 1895. The city is named after Samuel Adams, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, former governor of Massachusetts, and a leader in the American Revolution. With the population of just around 13,000 people, it stands as the smallest city in Massachusetts. North Adams has in recent years become a center of tourism, culture, and recreation. The city is home to several historic sites, including the Armstrong House, the Johnson School, the Hillside Cemetery, the Wells House, Windsor Printworks, and one mansion on Church Street with a dark history, the Houghton Mansion. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, the Houghton Mansion, North Adams, Massachusetts. October 2014. Rob, Dave, and myself loaded up our limited supply of ghost hunting equipment and a lethal amount of caffeine, and with about an hour until our anticipated arrival, I plug 172 Church Street, North Adams, into the GPS. Three-hour drive. Oh boy. We rushed back into the house and grabbed whatever chargers, extra batteries, flashlights, and whatever else we may have forgotten, informed the caretakers that we were absolutely going to be running late and we hit the road. Roughly two hours late, we pulled into a beautiful city in the Berkshires. It had a small town feel and looked like something out of a Stephen King movie. Diners, brick buildings, old factories, hipster vegan cafes, local breweries, and neighborhoods that you'd love to take your kids trick-or-treating in. A quick equipment check revealed that we had forgotten pretty much everything that we needed to conduct a proper paranormal investigation. We had a video camera, a night vision camera, a spirit box, And that's about it. We had forgotten pretty much everything. We headed to a local Walmart and grabbed whatever we could find. Some flashlights, a couple voice recorders, an EMF detector, and a few walkie-talkies. Much more than we expected to find, to be honest, so at least we wouldn't pull up looking like a bunch of under-equipped amateurs, which is precisely what we were. 
Finally, we could breathe a sigh of relief, and we felt confident that at a minimum, we could bluff our way through the front door, and perhaps we wouldn't get booted out upon arrival and have to sit through an awkward three-hour drive of shame back home. We turned onto Church Street, which looked at first like every other street in the city. It didn't look like an area where a mansion could even be located, but then, there it was, out of nowhere. We were shocked. When you picture a mansion of this size, you expect it to be a large plot of land with a creepy winding road lined with big trees and a gated entrance which would creepily open for you on its own when you approach. But no, not this one. Not anymore anyways. We were greeted at the door by the Masons, who invited us in and told us about the history of the location. A.C. Houghton had the mansion built in the 1890s, in the style of neoclassical revival with a mix of Greek and other influences, complete with a large garden in the back of the house, which had a wall that was built out of the stones from the nearby Hussack Tunnel. The estate was a perfect location for Gatsby-style parties and events. A.C. Houghton, his wife Cordelia, and Mary, his youngest daughter, moved into the house in 1900. Albert's life was his work starting in real estate and operating the Parker Mill in North Adams. He owned a manufacturing company in Vermont and became the president of Arnold Printworks in 1881. He also owned the A.J. Houghton Brewing Company of Boston. He also eventually bought the Eclipse Mill and the Beaver Mill, both cotton manufacturing mills. He went on to be elected the first mayor of North Adams in 1896. So with a resume like that, you could say that this man was a workaholic. However, in 1905, A.C.'s health started to decline and he was struggling, pulling back from his work. But he vowed to change his lifestyle and spend most of his time at the house with his family. In the spring of 1914, the family purchased their first car, the Pierce Arrow Touring Automobile. They tasked their chauffeur, John Witters, with learning how to operate the vehicle. Now John was opposed to driving cars. He would prefer a horse who could react on its own. But he gave it a shot anyways, clocking about 2,000 hours of total driving time. On August 1st, 1914, tragedy would strike. A.C. Houghton, Mary Houghton, Robert Hutton, and his daughter Sybil, who were two family friends, all decided to take a weekend trip to Vermont in their brand new car. John Witters was behind the wheel. They left the Houghton mansion and headed for Vermont, but they wouldn't get far. As they drove down what is now known as Oak Hill Road, they noticed some horses on the side of the road. John Witters attempted to pass them on the left. He didn't see that the road was under repair and the guardrails along the left side of the street had temporarily been removed. The car veered off the road and rolled into the embankment. It rolled three times and ended up in a farmer's field. Sybil was crushed and died instantly. Mary was critically injured and would die later that day around 3 p.m. in the hospital while being prepped for surgery. Meanwhile, John, A.C., and Mr. Hutton all made it out alive with minimal injuries. John Witters was an emotional wreck. He couldn't help but blame himself since he was the one behind the wheel. Early the next morning, while basically on suicide watch from the others in the house, he told them that he was going out to feed the horses. They agreed that it would be a good idea for him to take his mind off the crash. John walked out the back door to the barn, climbed down into the basement, grabbed the horse pistol, and shot himself. Ten days later, with Sybil, Mary, and now John Witters dead, A.C. Houghton passed away in his bedroom. Some say it was a result of injuries from the crash. Others say he just gave up and died of a broken heart. 
The death certificate provided to us by the Masons at the mansion said that it was fluid around his heart that caused his death. AC's wife, Cordelia, continued to live in the house with their other daughter, Florence, and her husband. Cordelia died two years later inside the house, and she left the house to Florence. In 1926, the house was sold to the Masons, who hold their meetings here to this day. This was who greeted us at the front door, and they told us that AC, Mary, and Mr. Witters still walked the halls of what is now one of the most haunted houses in the Northeast. We did a little digging into the history of the Hoosack Tunnel. One of the walls outside the mansion was constructed with rocks from this tunnel. The tunnel is located just down the street. It's about a five mile long railway tunnel, which was constructed between 1851 and 1875. At the time, it was the longest railway tunnel in the country. During its construction, 196 workers were killed and it's believed that those spirits still haunt the location. On October 17, 1867, the tunnel became known as the Bloody Pit. 13 workers were trapped inside the central shaft after a gas explosion caused a massive landslide. Some of the men survived the initial blast, but then they would drown in the tunnel when it flooded. Today, passengers passing through the tunnel report sightings of apparition and orbs, and they hear screams and banging on the walls, likely from the spirits that were trapped inside. Some believe that the rocks carried a curse that not only led to the hauntings inside the estate to this day, but also led to the death of the Houghton family. The Masons, as well as other guests, have reported the sight of a ghost child that haunts the basement of this mansion. The records never showed a child dying in the house, so where did the spirit come from? It's been reported to be a playful, friendly spirit that might pull at the back of your pant leg or tickle your back. Sometimes it moves the toys that have been left at the basement by various people. Over the years, investigators have reported hearing laughter of a small girl and have spotted apparitions moving around corners. A deeper dive into the history of the property revealed that before A.C. Houghton built the mansion, another home was on the land. The house was picked up and moved to another street but it made no sense to fill in the basement just to dig a new one. So the basement of the Houghton Mansion is partly the basement of the previous property. It's believed that the spirit that lurks in this basement could be one of the previous occupants of the former house. One of the Masons told us that during a snowstorm, the door on the first floor was heard opening and slamming shut, followed by loud footsteps entering the building and walking down the hallway, then stomping on the floor as if to shake the snow off of their boots. When they checked to see who had arrived, they noticed that nobody had entered the building. There was no snow in the walkway, and more importantly, there were no footprints in the fresh snow outside the building leading up to the door. Inside the home, at the foot of the stairs leading to the second story of the house, you're greeted by beautiful French doors. The Masons told us that if you ask the spirits nice enough, these doors will open and close on their own. Sometimes, they'll close them on command. We were intrigued by the concept, and we tested it out. We opened the doors, sat back, cameras rolling, to see if we would have any luck. We called out, Mr. Houghton, can you close that door for us? We sat and waited for a response, but we got nothing at first. We tried again, Mary, can you close that door for us? Still nothing. We decided to try a countdown. Mr. Houghton, if you're here, Close the doors in three, two, one, and then the doors slammed shut. We were shocked, 
We jumped to our feet and immediately inspected to see if there was some sort of a device that had been triggered by a prankster in another room, or a string attached to a doorknob, but there was nothing, just these old French doors, and you could see right through them so we knew nobody was on the other side. We tested it again and again, and every time we asked, the doors would slam shut. According to the Masons, there isn't a room in this massive estate that isn't haunted. Somebody at some point experienced something in every room of the house. On the second floor, Mary's bedroom has been a hotbed of activity, including EVPs of disembodied voices saying, get out, along with screams. People have reportedly been grabbed and touched by entities in the room. Rob was assigned to Mary's bedroom for the night of the investigation, and after hours of attempting to catch EVPs or any sort of evidence, he was startled by a massive bang, prompting him to jump to his feet and even knock over the table. We caught the incident on camera, but couldn't find anything in the room that could have been the source of that noise. At that time, I was outside at the car, and Dave was in the Masonic Temple on the first floor. The third floor of the mansion is known to be the most active area for paranormal activity. This section of the house was the servants' quarters. Butlers and maids stayed in the bedrooms. There had been reports of a ghost that had been seen standing in front of a closed bedroom door. Photo evidence of a ghost peering through a window in that same room was captured by a mason. This was when the house was supposed to be empty. There was an EVP captured of what is believed to be John Witters saying, I have a heavy heart. People believe that this is Mr. Witters describing how he felt after the accident and that his heart was broken. Two of the rooms on the third floor have no electricity but people have still seen lights on inside of those rooms after dark. In the Masonic Temple, Dave captured noises throughout the night. At first, we chalked it up to just being a noisy old house, but the knocks that we heard sounded deliberate, and they seemed to react or respond whenever he made a noise. Dave would knock on the wooden altar in the middle of the room, and something would knock back. Dave would knock again. Something would knock back. Upon reviewing footage in that room, we captured what looked like a shadow figure moving left to right while Dave was supposed to be alone. The noises we heard in that room could possibly be ruled out as rodents within the walls, but we have no explanation for the figure that we saw in the room with Dave. I was assigned to the third floor for the evening in John Witter's bedroom. I stood nervously in the dark for a long time, not getting much, maybe the occasional knock or a scrape across the floor, but nothing that really startled me. Then at one point, it seemed like the temperature shifted in the room. I could hear footsteps moving up the hall, followed by a door slamming on the other side of the third floor. My initial reaction was to assume that somebody had come upstairs to check in, so I radioed the crew right away. They confirmed that they were not inside the house. They were outside in the parking lot. Multiple professional ghost hunting teams have entered the Houghton Mansion, including Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins and many others, and all of them came out with strong evidence of paranormal activity. We went in there, we believe what we saw. This is one of the most haunted locations in Massachusetts and maybe around the country. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is the Houghton Mansion, North Adams, Massachusetts.
welcome in. This is episode number three of Hometown Ghost Stories. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley and Dave Wilkins. That was the video for the uh, Houghton Mansion, North Adams, Massachusetts. Guys, welcome into the stream. A little bit different. A little bit different this week based on the fact that we actually were able to go and explore that one on our own. So the video has a different feel. Great job putting it together. Um, so long ago we did this, but I it's know. nice to actually do something with this. <laughs> yeah, literally, um, I think I said 2013. I think it was, that was 2004. Was it 2000? Mm, the dates on the video said 14. Either way, it was a long time ago. It was 2015 because um, we went, it was went like right before I bought my house. Okay. All right. I believe you. Um, yeah. So that, that was a whole experience. Yeah. Different video than, than what we have done in the past because this one we actually had like video footage inside the location we had done investigations there. We had an actual experience. We also did investigations on the first location, which was your former house, Rob, but we didn't really have any um, actual footage of, of those investigations. We did, but we just, if I were to dig, no if I were to dig really far, I might've been able to find those, but I found like 95 gigs worth of videos that I had to sift through to, uh, to find the footage to put in that video. So needless to say, it was very condensed. It obviously doesn't have like a full, you know, you don't get the full feel of the investigation. Maybe in the future we'll we'll drop like the full footage of everything that we did there. But it was definitely um definitely a creepy house. And we touched on Dave's part. Dave, we'll we'll go to your part first because you were in the Masonic Temple, which to me that was like kind of like all right, this was built after the fact. This wasn't very creepy to me. But the wife was like, oh my god, that's a Masonic Temple. That's definitely creepy. That's definitely haunted. Definitely this mysterious. is an angle that I came across more recently in my um. Uh, recent research that I've been doing. Um, the the Freemasons are alleged to be and have have been alleged that for, forever that they have been uh, devil worshippers uh, and demon worshippers, uh, worshipping Lucifer, more specifically uh, Asmodeus, the king of the demons. So it doesn't actually surprise me in retrospect that um, that the Masonic temple was the scariest room for these um, you know for, these for, some, for some of the viewers and some of the investigators and like <clears throat> looking back on it, I mean, like, like we looked at the room, we're like, Oh, this is cool. The lighting was really cool. Looking back on it, like there was an altar in the middle of the room and it was very, it, very mysteriously set up. I mean, who knows what it is, but like, do we, we've been to other meetings like the Lithuanian club and stuff like that. And it's like, like when we go to meetings like that, it's like, it's just like a school board meeting, you know, but this one, like, like there's no, there was an altar in the middle of the, <laughs> of the, uh, of the hall and everything. And it was definitely, um, I mean, I don't know. Nobody really knows they're, they're a mysterious organization. Nobody really knows what they do. And they're a secret society. And none of them, like I know members who are in the, uh, Freemasons and I have known members in the past that they just, they won't talk about it. They will tell. And if you're not a member, they won't say anything. It's like they deny, point. they deny being devil worshipers, but, um, that's not surprising. Yeah. I, I would probably deny that as well, also. especially because it's a secret society and you have to remain secret. So, um, but you know, the, the first thing that we noticed with, with that room was it was very loud. There was just, there was bangs, there was knocks, there was, there was things going on all over that room where it's like the room never shut up. And we mentioned in the video that immediately we chalked that up to just, it, it, it could have just been a noisy house. You know, it could be rats in the walls, could be anything, it, you know, like, the the house at least that part of it was for the most part empty and the thing that kind of got me with that room was go ahead rub what, what i remember with the knocking though is like it didn't 
The thing that caught me about that is it didn't sound like pipes or anything like that. It sounded like a legit knock when Dave was knocking. That's the thing too, it was responding, you know, but then, but then Dave did a good job of, of pointing out that like, even when he wasn't knocking, he was pointing out like, Oh, there's a knock. There's a knock. There's a noise. There's a noise. Whether it's something paranormal or not, who knows? But the, it was when Dave would actually like knock and look for a response or tell it to knock and then it would knock. It was like that was when it was kind of you could see it getting to Dave, even in that little short clip that we play. But you see Dave like his, fa- his face light up because it actually was responding. Yeah, so that was pretty right. creepy. Rob, you were in Mary's bedroom for the night. And um, what uh, the that is said to be like one of the more haunted houses in the room. Now, that's I believe it was on the second floor. The third floor, they say, is like where they get the most activity. But they say that room in particular, they've had instances of people being grabbed. They've heard screams coming from that room. Um, people, you know, they, they you know, the, the usual stuff where they see orbs, they see all these kinds of things inside of that room. Uh, what were your thoughts throughout that night? I know it was a long time dialing it back, but you were up there for a while by yourself. The, the only thing I remember about that room, and I was in there for a long time, as I recall, we were like each spent at least an hour to two hours in each room we were assigned um, based off of the format we were going with for that. And I got nothing except for that one situation where like, I don't remember what it was, but it just, it was you saw me jump. So like that was the only thing I remember about that particular, well, the camera caught it. It sounded like a slam. Like someone took a yeah. book and like slammed it down on the table. And then like you got up and the table happened to be right, happened to be right behind you. And you, you jumped off the floor and knocked it over. And that's when like, we were downstairs with a couple of like caretaker Mason guys that were there. And they're like, Oh, something's happening up there. And so we all, we all ran up and, uh, Sure enough, you were fine, but we tried to find a source of that noise and we couldn't find anything like, like no picture fell off the wall other than the table being knocked over. But that happened after. So you hear the bang and then you knock over the table. Right. So it's like we couldn't tell where to where that noise came from. But Which nothing you, else in that room the rest of the night. Like so it was just that one situation and then nothing else, which yeah. was, you know, I mean, that's all you need sometimes. But it's like. I don't know, man. It's just like when you get that one little hit and you're just like, man, I just want something else to happen. So yep. I, I think if we had spent of... more time out there, I mean, like we obviously didn't plan the trip as well as we could have. Like, so we're oh, like, all right, statement. all right, we're leaving early. We get an hour. <laughs> and I mentioned in the beginning of the video, we plugged into the GPS is three hours away. And we're like, oh God, what have we done? So it was like, we got there late. And then it was like, we never booked a hotel or anything like that. So then it was like, all right, we got to drive back. They did offer for us to sleep in the house, which would have been cool. But we didn't bring any sleeping bags. It was cold in the house, you know, like nothing. We probably just yeah. should have in hindsight because we nearly died 40 times on the way back. But um, we just pissed off all the ghosts. Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an Annabelle situation on the way home. Yeah, it was. It was uh, yeah, it was something. But um, do, you, do you guys remember like so like just to like bring it back? Do you remember pulling up to the to the house? Because I just remember pulling up to the house and just getting an uneasy feeling. Yeah, I, it was just first. Being in front the of first it. thing when I pulled up, I was just shocked because I was, I was like, "Why is this house here?" Like it was just like right. it, was, it almost felt like Brookline or something like that. Like it was like a city. It kind of it, like a, a smaller city, maybe Arlington, Massachusetts. That's kind of what it felt like. But it was like regular houses. You're driving through a regular neighborhood, and then boom, there's a mansion. Now there was a couple like decent houses when I went back and I looked through the pictures. Like there was actually like a, a nice house on the other side of it as well. But it was kind of it was just out of nowhere. You know, like when you yeah. pull up to the mansion, like like you expect 
you know, like a, um, like a ranch, like, like, like or you like pull up, like, you know, along yeah, the road. road, and there, road. And there, yeah. yeah. Then there's the mansion, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. No, uh, something is, it's what it's the smallest town of Massachusetts, right? Or smallest, the smallest city. city. Yeah. City. So it's like, it's almost like it was like a really small town to begin with. And they just kept like expanding internally and ex- expanding, expanding and getting bigger and bigger without actually getting, you know, bigger perimeter wise. So now you have everything that's super like just on top of each other. Nobody has a yard, although, you know, the streets are, um, you know, the houses are like right up on the street. So you, you get a house that big right there. It's kind of, it feels out of place. Yeah. I just, I remember like, so obviously we, we recognize that, but I just remember like as soon as we pulled up and like, I don't know if it's that outside structure, which you could kind of see in one of the pictures, which is actually like the, the temple, but just how different it looks from anything else. Even other mansions, it's, you just get that. It's like a big square in that back, like parking area where we parked or we're hanging out. It almost when, had like an industrial feel to it too. Yeah. It didn't feel like a classic mansion. You know, you think right. haunted mansion, you think like, you know, Eddie Murphy's haunted mansion. Right. But, right. Um, this what just didn't have like a weird industrial, almost like factory like feel. Yeah. At the side. I think uh, the addition of the temple kind of added to that look because that temple was added on after like that giant hall. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at pictures of it prior, it was just like the mansion. So I guess it was actually a little bit smaller, but that big factory looking building off the back of it in the back parking lot, like that's the whole temple that they added on. So I think I kind of gave it more of the look less like a, um, like an estate and more like a kind of a hybrid industrial building. But anyways, they probably made it look like that so that they wouldn't be mistaken for a satanic death cult. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> but, it. But you felt uneasy even before you saw that. I just remember feeling uneasy as soon as we pulled up, like once that shock of like, wow, this thing is four feet off the road. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, man. It's that and like, like it, the upkeep on it wasn't fantastic. Like it could have used a paint job. I'm sure Dave noticed right. that immediately. Yeah. And the, <laughs> you know. Rob's like, talking more like an energy vibe. Yeah, it was more energy. Like right, right, right. Like you just, you just felt uneasy going in there. And, um, you know, the other room that I remember, do you remember they had that, that dark room set up? the mirror yeah and we didn't have any footage from that no there was no. A, there was a brief there was a picture that you're talking about the room where you sit in front of the mirror right yeah, yeah, yeah. a little room there's a there's a name for it um i can't remember what it was called it was it was something specific where you go in there and you stare into the mirror and it's completely pitch black and the walls are all painted black really creepy situation there that was the room that i like you came out in tears not to make you sound like a bitch but you came out in tears from that room what happened to I, you in there I don't need all I remember is who hurt you <laughs> and I just remember like looking I like the goosebumps and the hair standing up I was showing you guys I don't even know if we showed the camera but I was like dude that that room is there's something else going on in there and I don't know if either of you guys went into it after that that's why I it sucks in, that we did this I don't know if I went years in, I'm not sure if I went in either before or after you but I did go in and um it did I did have a weird like an uneasy feeling in there it's just like the Super the uneasy. light was isn't the... right in there. It's almost like the the light kind of gets absorbed by the darkness. Like it's just kind of like a dank, dark feeling. Yeah, because the and only that, light that I think mirror, was like a little flickering candle. Was, the, yeah, the the little flickering candle and the mirror was like super like old grainy grass glass. Yeah, so, so it was like it would the two things would kind of like screw with each other with the flickering light and the 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 grainy mirror, and it would. So just to break it down for people real quick, the, the room was the only things in this room was and it was like a closet. Basically, the walls are completely black. 
you sit in this room, there's one chair, the walls are right next to you. It's super narrow. And then there's a mirror right in front of you and you sit down in the chair, you stare into this old mirror and there's like a flickering, like little lantern below you. And I couldn't stay in there. They, like I'm, I wasn't like scared or anything, but I was scared. So, so I sat in there and like within like a minute, you just get so uneasy and you're so sure when you look in that mirror that you're going to see something pop up behind you and you're just waiting for it. It's like a haunted house. It's like, yeah. like it's, it was actually beyond you, terrifying. You, you stayed in there longer than everybody. Chair and locks, if you sat somebody in that chair and locked them in for three hours, they'd go insane. They would go insane. Yeah. Uh, it was like a hyper something chamber. I can't, I can't remember. It has, it has a specific name to it. That, that, that was cool. But that, that one, to me, I was like, what is this? It's a little gimmicky. You know, but the, but then it was like when you're in there, you're like, okay, get me out, yeah. get me out. Now. Yeah, I, I, so it was absolutely. You look at it from the outside, you're like, oh, they're just doing this. Like, there's a few things they did in there, obviously, to play into it. Like, I, we're not going to sugarcoat that. I would ask, how how'd they get there? Like, how did that start? <laughs> like, where, well, I think it started. That with, I don't know. You know what yeah. this closet needs? <laughs> a chair. Does this have something to do with mirror. your Satan worshiping downstairs? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I know at the time they were doing like Halloween ghost tours and stuff like that, and you know, like yeah. you know, trying to make money off Halloween. It's the haunted house of the city, and so I, I don't know if they built it for Halloween, just like as like a final step, like okay, go sit in here and get yourself freaked out. I don't know, but all I know is it worked. I mean, it, yeah, it worked. It was super <laughs> creepy, and that was on the third floor, which is where I was assigned for the night, which was like the servants' quarters. So that was where servants would stay. Uh, that's where John Witter's bedroom was. John Witter's was the guy who uh, was the driver of the car. If you missed the video, um, he was driving the car, crashed, killed the whole, um, you know, or killed two people anyways, led to the death of uh, AC Houghton, who, um, you know, on this death, death certificate, it was a bunch of like medical mumbo jumbo, but they told us like, basically this means there was like fluid around his heart and that's why he died. So um, it was not a result of the car accident, but on the death certificate itself, it said <clears throat> recently suffered trauma- traumatic event um, from car accident or something like that. So they, they played into like him having like um, a broken heart to say, but not medically broken. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you about that. But um, so I was on the, on the third floor, it was uh, John Witter's bedroom and kind of like that other room that we were just talking about, for me, it was the second I was in there, I was like, Oh, I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get out. And there was, there was noises. I heard thumps. Um, and then the audio that we captured got footsteps that were like coming towards the door that I had closed. And I'm like, Oh, this is one of these guys messing with me radio to you guys. You were out in the back parking lot, the window where um, there was a photo of a ghost looking through the window. That was the window of that bedroom. I looked out that window and I could see you bastards out at the car drinking beer radioing back to me i'm like oh fuck it's not them and like that was where i was like oh i gotta wrap this up i gotta wrap it up and then i heard a door close uh, like down the hall on the other side the camera didn't pick it up but so after i heard those footsteps i hear nothing hit the radio hear the door close i'm like oh you bastard yeah like for me it was it was a shortened stay because i wanted to get the hell out of that room i was like "I'm, I'm, i'm done here done here also we were under equipped. So it was like, we didn't have the night vision camera yeah. working. Uh, we showed up with nothing. We talked about this in the video. So it was like, yeah. if we wanted to actually record footage, we had to kind of do 
with the light on, which wasn't as scary. Then you turn the light off. You're like, oh, cool. Now it's scary, but then we can't get any footage. So we would do a lot of voice recorder stuff. We didn't catch any EVPs, but you know, I just wish that we could have spent more time there. In fairness to us, weren't we like given short notice, like day of type stuff that we were able to go? I think it was the The day day before. before. Yeah. Which is super short notice, but at the same time, yeah, we I mean, should have been still on us, well equipped. I think I think we yeah, we just we weren't expecting them to reply back so soon, and they're like, "Oh, right. you can come in tomorrow, or you can come in." I think in like three months, and we're like, "Well, I guess it's tomorrow then." So, well, this kind of keeps happening to us, right? Because like, all now of a sudden, the, we're going to to the conjuring house this week. Yep. Like, we're just like, "What?" The, like that was never part of the plan, and now that's what we're doing. So, I guess that's kind of the way the, the, the this is going to go. We're gonna. We're going to just like luck sack into wing it again. Now we're, yeah. we're much more equipped this time since, since that investigation, we've, we've locked in multiple night vision cameras that work. Um, I got everything powered up, everything charged up, ready did to go. Andrew, did Andrew tell you that he ordered two EMF detectors and accidentally sent them to Seth in Texas? Yeah. Oh so God. I guess our brother Seth is in the Navy and I guess he's been using, uh, Andrew's Amazon prime account. So Andrew just logged on to order a couple of EMF detectors and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> checked on it. Checked on them today, and they've safely arrived in Texas. That's we're in Massachusetts. So I wonder if Seth got in trouble for receiving this. <laughs> like, like, I think you had mentioned that uh, they're gonna they're gonna check him into the psych ward for <laughs> <laughs> like oh he's hunting what for ghosts he's he's lost it <laughs> PTSD from boot camp yeah he's so he's gonna kicked out for treason espionage <laughs> he's trying to so what I what I wish we did organize a little better is getting there early and going to the Hoosack tunnel and just at least you had mentioned it, it too. Yeah. So you, you did your research. Cause when we were heading out there, like, Oh, we should probably stop it over there. I'm like, no, we should probably get there. We're already two hours late. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, but that would have been like, I don't think we could have obviously investigated it with our time frame, even if we planned it out, but just like, I think just going and seeing it in general would have been cool. Yeah. It's just where is it's a five mile tunnel. So it's like, I, I would have liked to go there, see it, get some footage in there, but it's like, what part of the tunnel is hunted, uh, haunted. So it's like, like how far do we travel down this five mile tunnel? You know, I would have liked to know where, like, so it got the name, the bloody pit when like the gas explosion happened towards the central shaft, which I would assume is in the center of the tunnel. But I also know nothing about tunnels or, the working of tunnels or building tunnels or anything like that. So who knows? I would have liked to know where was that explosion? Where did these workers die? But that was only 13 of the, what, almost 300 workers that died. So I I would assume the whole thing's haunted, but it's like, like, unless I had like an actual spot inside that tunnel that we could have gone to, it's like, I'm not going to set up equipment and, and see what we get. Maybe you snap some pictures, maybe shoot a little bit of footage, but I felt like it, Overall, yes, I would have liked to see it, but I also I don't really know where we were going with that. There's also a maybe misconception with haunted houses, haunted areas that you're just going to go into a haunted house and then bang, shit's going to start going down. But you look at these like actual investigations and stuff doesn't start happening for hours, sometimes days. People move into haunted houses and things don't start happening for weeks, sometimes months until you know a picture falls off or right or whatnot. There's nothing that's you know is, says that you're just going to walk into a haunted house and all of a sudden things are going to start you know, flying well, off the walls. That's kind of how our Plymouth, when we do our Plymouth episode in a couple of weeks, that's, we're going to be getting into that a little about nothing happening for a year, two years before the first sign of anything. Uh, but going back to the Hoosack tunnel, uh, 
maybe at some point we do a bonus live stream of us just walking through it and we just live stream walking yeah through i would like home. to i would like to look into whether or not the houghton mansion is open again and see if we can do a part two and do it That'll right be a good time. one to plan and do it right because it was yeah, nice. and do both north adams is a really nice town it was a great time yeah i mean it was brief when we were there i mean it wasn't that brief but you know we spent most of our time inside the mansion but that would definitely be a cool trip maybe make a weekend of it. And the Walmart saved our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just so afraid that we we're going to show up and they'd be like, well, where's your stuff? And I'm like, well, I got this camera. Where's yeah, the stuff? Got an iPhone. <laughs> where's where the stuff? Yeah. We yeah. can record on our iPhone. They would have just turned us away. So <laughs> I was afraid of the three hour drive of shame back home for sure. So, yeah, um, yeah that's the, the Houghton Mansion. If I were to determine whether or not I think it's haunted, I would say yes. And, and the thing about that house in particular and that I like about certain houses is when you can actually document people dying in the building and you had John Witters who, who shot himself in the barn. You had AC Houghton who died in the house. You had Mary Houghton who died in the house. And not only that, like even the, the people who, who died in the car accident down the street at that time in a mansion like that. And the, the, the Masons, they told us this while we were there is that they held funerals right inside the house so it was even if they died down the street their bodies are bring being hauled back there for the funeral so they were there right after their deaths anyways and right. um you know so it was there was the, a um there was a ghost story uh i forget whose it was but the woman was on her way home with her mother in a car and they were a, there was a, a middle of a storm so they were just they're trying to get home to their family um as quickly and safely as possible but the car spun out of control and they crashed like two miles down the road. Both of them died, but both ghosts ended up haunting the house because, and the theory is um, that if somebody dies trying to get somewhere, uh, their ghost can still haunt the destination because the ghost would still continue. Right. And, on and there's, journey to that destination. This is one of my favorite theories from, I believe that was an from, from skeptics where it's like, they're like, well, what did the ghost get on a plane and go home? What did the ghost take a bus and go home? It's like, well, why do you make the rules if you don't believe in ghosts? <laughs> it's right. like, wait, did it, I mean, no, it didn't take a bus. Cause if, according to you, it didn't exist in the first place, you know? So it's like, there are, who knows with these things, some houses, people might think it's haunted. Some people might make things up. And if they make things up, then they're lying anyways. But if, if people believe what they see, then that's that's a truth and it's like like okay so they're not lying because they actually believe this thing is haunted and it's like like okay so who's it who makes the rules on whether or not ghosts can walk down the street and go haunt their former house you know so (laughs) i mean i mean let's just like just in general where do you think that ghosts are going to go they're going to either go to their last place of being or places they're familiar with right Right, like, right. So either they're haunting the spot that they died or they went back to where they're familiar with. So you're like, oh, they man, I finally died and I can go haunt in Paris, France this yeah. this year. You know, like you're going to go to places that are familiar, most likely, like your spirits. Yeah. Just... And when you study like demons and stuff like that, like they, they just wait to attach themselves to a person. There's different theories on, on what could happen. And if you don't believe in it, demons then... And- Demons and Why? ghosts aren't the same thing. And ghosts, tip, one of the things with ghosts is they typically don't know that they're dead. Mm-hmm. So they, th- that's, you know, 
like back yeah, to the story so that many... the people were on their way home. They ended up making it home because the ghost didn't know that they were dead. So they just continued their journey back to the house. Yeah. In theory. That's if you believe this type of stuff. Right. And if you, I think my point is like, if you don't believe this stuff, then why are you making rules for something that you yeah. don't believe in? You know? So it's, it's interesting, but yeah, if I were to, to surmise our, our visit over there, creepy house, the, oh, the door closing, the door closing was something absolutely fucking cool. And we got it on footage and I was so nervous because when I was going through the video for whatever reason, cause I, I edited like a quasi finished, almost done version of the episode. I completely left out the whole door footage. I'm like, I'm going through the video. I'm like, did I skip over our best footage? Like, where is this thing? And then I found a folder deep in one of my hard drives that was called Houghton Mansion Missing Files. Like, I called the folder that. Why did I call a folder the missing files and then lose it? <laughs> but that was very prepared of me to lose the file that I named missing files. This is, Anyways, this is the most Jesse thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, thought, I was surprised you didn't keep the original audio in the opening clip there because the audio was literally yeah. half the coolness of yeah. the video. It was, yeah, it was very authentic. Dub over countdown did nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could play it. Hang on, let me, uh, let me find it. You I guys think we posted on shows. the Facebook page, right? We did post on the Facebook page. Uh, I think I actually have to find the actual file to play it, but uh, one moment while I find that. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little like that too, but I also get it when you're editing these videos and like trying to put things together. It's not the easiest to, to be like, all right, well, now I'm going to do this transition. I've been there. I've edited the last two videos. It was nice not to do this one. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. I have the file. Let me... Uh, share it one second yeah if we do go back i think like when we go back should be a year from this episode like if we ever revisit stuff we should be waiting a year to these things yeah all right so here's the the raw footage from from the show and i actually reversed the clips because we did the countdown second but it was uh i had remembered it incorrectly because i didn't even know we had the video footage but here's here's the footage that, that this door closes on cue does it? These are <laughs> this is what this is what we see on on the YouTube is uh, this door. <laughs> you ask it to close and it will close. So maybe it's up to you. See if this door closes on its own. It has been said this is how Dave and Jesse ruined my solo shots <laughs> <laughs> by jumping in the frame and yelling things. Mr. Houghton, AC, if you will. Please close the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, that's gold right there. And then what I did here was I repositioned the camera because I wanted people to see the top of the door so they could see that someone wasn't up there, you know, holding the door and just closing it because it's a French door. It's glass. You could see right through it. So people know... Is someone drumming? Not me. David, stop it. That was definitely you. You weren't just drumming on your table? Anyways. I was not just um, drumming on my table. <laughs> so the the doors are glass. So obviously you can see through it. You can see that there's nobody on the other side. And after that first clip, we're like, oh my God, we went up and, and we we checked. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no one pulling a string. There isn't one of the old creepy caretaker guys in the other room like okay now you know like, like they're not pushing a button to close the door so i wanted to reposition the camera so we get the top of the door in the frame to show that nobody's messing with the door and then we were just kind of hoping that we could get it to close again all right ac i need you to close the door again 
Give them a countdown. We're going to do it on three. One, two, three. Dude, no way! Oh man, that is cool. That is really cool. Yes! <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. So with that, I mean, um, so that's so, it gets me every time. It's, it's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. And I, I showed other people that footage. Like I just had um, Adam Ward in the studio, and uh, I showed him. I was like, "Yeah, here's a little clip from from tonight." He's like, "No, he's like, no, no, no." He's like, "That's not real." I'm like, "How is it not real?" And he's like, Someone, <laughs> "Someone's doing that." I'm like, "No one's doing it, bro." Like I wouldn't lie to you about it. And uh, that oh man, that that clip gets me. It gets me every time. Um, it's probably the best piece of video like evidence we have and none of us are scared. We're just laughing. <laughs> I know. It's just I, more that mystifying that was, that was, than anything. Like, our Whoa. authentic reaction. We're like, Oh, we got some shit. You know, <laughs> it, it was, it was a, it was an honest, honest reaction. It was like, yes, fucking cool. You yeah. know, we're just a bunch of bros. We just came from the bar, you know, anyways, the, uh, so going back on that footage, like, I wish it was creepier footage with like the lights off and in night vision or something like that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I'm glad the lights were on because you could see that no one is messing with that door. It's like every time right. I see like a paranormal show and somebody is like a door closes, I'm like, cool, bro. Like someone's on the other side. Like, was it a slow night? You know, it's like, like every time I see that, I, I, I always just like, I immediately am like, well, that's bullshit. Well, that's bullshit. And uh, this one, just the, the combination of it being glass the combination of us showing all the angles on it, it, it was, it was authentic. And I think our reaction shows it, you know, and, and that's something else I look into when I, when I see like footage of like haunted stuff where it's like, I, I listen for the reactions. Are they scared? Are they blown away? That was when we were just like, we were blown away. And like, that's, that's where I think you could, uh, you can figure out whether or not someone's authentic is, is you look more so at the reaction more so, you know, instead of just the footage. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm glad I was, it was all lit up. Everything was on the up and up and yeah, it just, it was just more like a euphoric feeling than a scared feeling, which might say something about us, but you know, like <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So yeah. that was the Houghton mansion. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to, so on, so Sunday we have the live stream. We're going to live from the conjuring yes. house in Rhode Island. Uh, that'll be a different show. That's not going to be one with the pre-recorded video and then us talking about it. That one, we're just going to go straight up live. We're going to set up a camera for you guys and we're going to film inside the Conjuring house. We'll probably go to a couple of rooms, probably start in the basement because the basement is supposed to be the most haunted part of that house. Set up the camera. Probably, I'm, I'm going to make sure the night vision camera works for the live stream. I'm going to set that up and just have that thing rolling all night. And you guys can be our eyes and ears. Let us know if you see anything, any orbs, any goes to any any chairs flip it upside down and slam it on the ground or something you know things that happen things that happen in the conjuring house so you guys let us know what you see with that so that'll be this sunday and then tuesday which is gonna be the night where we drop everything uh we're gonna go do the the west point episode correct Dave? yeah that's the plan so west point me and rob know nothing about this just from yeah and i'm not even looking into it per- purposely yeah. like i am leaving myself to be the audience on this one Sounds good. Which I don't even know if that's the best angle if we don't research the show before we have an open table discussion about it. But Dave, you'll be taking a lead on that one. 
I kind of just want to be surprised. Actually, I got to edit the video for you. So I think I'm going to be surprised. So I'll, I'll do research. We'll let Rob be surprised. <laughs> right. That's going to yeah. be the plan. So yeah. uh, that's what Which we're going to Which you guys are going to be on the Plymouth one because I think I'm doing the whole Plymouth one by my. I'll actually, I have to come do the audio. But like, other than that, like, it's. You're going to come to the town I live in and not include me? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I'm going to come do um, some photographing, I think, on Saturday, which I was going to get do a hold some of. Gra- you. Some grave robbing. You and I. Well, I want to go to the graveyard, so we'll do that if you're around Saturday. Love to hear it. So that's the plan, guys. So tune in Sunday. Uh, we set up a Facebook event for it, but it'll be live streaming on our Facebook page. We'll live stream it on YouTube, and I'll, I'll try to do it from – we'll just live stream everywhere, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you choose to follow us at. Uh, be sure to drop us a sub on YouTube. We need to grow more. So that's the plan. And uh, We are, we are going to do a, a regular Conjuring House episode afterwards. Like It'll be a couple yeah, weeks uh, down the road probably. But yeah, I, we weeks. want time to go through all the footage, and it, this right. will be one of you know, an episode that's more so styled from this episode, where it's right. a little bit, little bit of history, a uh, little bit of our experience in there, and then we'll talk about it. So it'll be exciting. So um, we will be on iTunes uh, in the next couple of days too. So if you guys listen, want to hear the audio version, if that's how you prefer to listen to your podcasts, uh, you can give us a subscribe over there when it's up. And but we prefer you're here for the for the video portion. Because you get to look at our beautiful faces, you get you get to look at Dave's flickering lantern yes. chandelier, which yes. is, it makes the whole podcast, you know. And um, you get to see Rob's beard, so it's a big plus. Yeah, still big trying plus. to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Um, with we also beard. want you guys to send in your stories. I I was a little skeptical about it. We just I just spoke to somebody about their story, and I didn't really know how it was going to go. And it's actually amazing. So like. I have to, I have to like put it all together, but like, please, if you have a story, get it to us and, and you don't have to be known by name, but if you want to be on the stream with a great story, we'll bring you on stream with us when we talk about it. So, yeah. And if you don't want to be on the stream, you can just send us in your story and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the heavy lifting for you. So anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you drop a sub on YouTube. Uh, Immerman, thank you so much for the tier one sub on Twitch for five months. I appreciate it, man. I still don't know how to pronounce your name, but I'm going with Immerman. And uh, yeah, so uh, give us a follow, give us a sub, and we will be back on Sunday with the live stream from The Conjuring House, Harrisville, Rhode Island. It's going to be a spooky night. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a big crew going, eight of us, so it should be a lot of fun. Anything else, gentlemen? That's it for me. All right. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Appreciate you.